Hello. Welcome to the newest episode of Conversations with Cleopatra. I am Lamar Townsend. I am a psychic and energy channeler, a tarot reader, and an astrologer. And thank you for listening and watching. Um, If you have been keeping up with my series with Cleopatra, you know that um, I have a past life connection to Cleopatra in ancient Egypt. And, you know, I, I also have a connection to, like I said, Cleopatra. So one thing that I like to, I guess, take advantage of due to my connection with her is to talk and learn and, you know, like share it with you all. So here we are another episode we're going to talk about love and sex magic in this episode of conversations with cleopatra so definitely stick around if you would like to see part two become a member of my youtube channel i believe you do have to be on a laptop or computer to see the join button so you know if you can get access to that definitely hit the join button it'll be next to the subscribe button make sure you subscribe like the video as well Um, and become a member of my YouTube channel. Uh, Also, definitely check out my Vimeo. The link will be in the description box below in the comment section below. The link to part two on Vimeo will be available as well. All right, if you don't want to become a member for whatever reason. Also, make sure that you follow me on my social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, uh, as well as Spotify. I have a podcast on Spotify and, of course, Vimeo. Uh, my only account, by the way, is at Lamar Townsend Tarot. No spaces, no periods, just straight Lamar Townsend Tarot. On Instagram, on Instagram, it says my official account um, because there's been issues with, you know, impersonators and scammers um, lately, but we're working on that. Definitely looking into the legalities of that as well. But anyways, thank you for listening and watching. Follow me on my social media pages. And also, make sure you definitely, if you want a reading, check out my website, lamartownsintarot.com. I do psychic tarot readings, birth chart readings, candles. I also do make jewelry. Um, I do past life readings, dream interpretations, uh, like I said, astrology, natal chart, birth chart readings, and more. So check out my website. So, you know how we do. We're going to say a quick prayer. We're going to sage. I'm going to put my tea down. But before I do that, I'm going to actually take a sip of my tea. It's very good today, actually. I put a good amount of honey in it, so it's not as bitter as usual. By the way, someone asked me on, I think, the last episode or one of the the, uh, previous episodes what tea I'm drinking. And it is bee pollen. Um, I think we did a whole episode on that. Check out the ancient um, conversations with Cleopatra and ancient beauty secrets or something like that. Alright, so let's go ahead and say a quick prayer. I'm going to, of course, sage. Thank you for cleansing and clearing the energy of the space from any past readings. Thank you for opening up the channel so that I can get a good, um conversation with cleopatra thank you for allowing cleopatra queen cleopatra the seventh to come through thank you for protecting me my energy my thoughts my mind and my emotions thank you for protecting the energies thoughts minds and emotions of those watching this video thank you also for thank you also for guiding me in the um direction you want me to go cleopatra thank you for 
for just allowing this to be a good reading. In Jesus' name I pray and thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. Love and sex and magic. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, Queen Cleopatra. Of course, of course, of course. Here we are again to talk about love and sex magic. And um, many people know or may not know that you are actually or were actually a um, an alchemist. You were into magic. You kind of studied magic and alchemy. So who else to go to but you, right? So let's get into it and see what does the queen have to say about love and sex magic. Of course, if you want the juicy bits or more info, check out part two. interesting so the first thing she's showing me is like opening a door but like what I'm seeing is like you can barely peer through the doorway and she's kind of walking in she pushes the doors open it's almost like a secret layer so it's almost like I don't know if she's telling me she did you did magic or you um or you had a magic... I think you had a magic room is what you're telling me. You had a magic room because when, when I walk in the room, I feel the energy of... Like, I see candles being lit. So she's saying, I, yes, I had a room where I did magic. It was hidden, she says. She's saying it was um, devised for the gods. Meaning maybe there were etchings, carvings in the walls, statues around that, um, she's saying the room was literally devised for the gods. So there was like some sort of either, everything was, or whatever this room is she's showing me, everything was orchestrated in such a way that it had a magical alchemical element. So it's almost like. If she had a statue of Osiris and Isis, they were like facing each other because obviously they were, you know, sister and brother, but um, husband and wife in ancient Egyptian, you know, mythology. But they were also placed a certain distance apart or a certain angle. It's like something like that, almost like if we were, were to look, look at the room from like looking down at it, it's like, um, like, a stage or um, like chess pieces that could be moved or arranged according to what needed to be um, manifested. So she's saying you need a room. Like if you can dedicate a room to magic. She is saying sacrifice. So she's saying deep magic she's saying deep magic dark magic requires sacrifice she says at least it did in the ancient world she's showing me I, I guess this is like a goat head or but not like a goat skull
She's saying, I was well-practiced in the dark arts, but I was also practicing the alchemical arts. The, the alchemical, she's saying, was, was for healing. But she's saying... She's saying she used it as a tool of communication with spirit, not necessarily to, like... She's saying that's where the truth lies. That That's where the truth lied for me. Like, almost like if she walked in this room. The way she's showing me is, like, literally she could walk in this room and just look at, like, the... Like, she's showing me, like, an Isis statue. And based on how Isis is, like, looking at her in that moment and the energy Cleopatra feels... It's like like a premonition will come to her or something she's worried about, anxious about, like the answer will come. It's like that's how magic was for her. It wasn't like in today's standards of society, like she's saying a big focus on candles. She's saying, yes, candles and, and forms of it were important then, but they were more for the ambiance. They were more a sacrifice to the gods. They were more a, um, a tool. A transaction, she says. I light this candle for you to do something for me. She's saying, which is still present today, but, she says, and she kind of pulls back, and she kind of, she's kind of thinking about how to say something, how to say it. She says candles are not the main tool. Candle magic is not the main tool. It's powerful, but it's not the main tool. She's saying true true magic is invoking the, the essences of the gods. So she says enchantment. She says enchant yourselves, especially if you want love, especially if you want a child. Especially if you want um, sex. She's saying enchant your room. And she's saying switch it, you know, according to what, what need be. She's saying if you want to manifest love, you know, and you happen to have quarters. quarters. She's saying quarters as, as like, you know, like men, women, whoever it is you sleep with, you know, like. You know, and you have people come into your room who you want to maybe, in, you know, invest in more. She's saying then adjust your room to invoke love, she says. She's saying um, if you want sex, adjust your room to invoke sex, she says. She says statues. She says um, ambiance, energy. Smells, sage, incense, she says, flowers. These are all magic, she says. She says, if you want sex, enchant your bed. She's kind of showing me, like, saying something over the bed, praying over the bed, maybe sprinkling something over the bed. She's saying magic is much more simpler than you think it, it has to be. 
She's saying today people make it so complicated. She's saying, she's looking at me and she's like, they don't understand it. They don't truly understand how it works. She's saying if there's, okay. She's saying you use magic to enchant, not control. She says, when, even when you seek to control or even when you do achieve control, you're not really in control. It's the gods, spirits, the deities that are in control. And they will do as they will. You have no control over how things manifest. But enchantment is different. She says, I can enchant a statue and that statue can... Do what do what I needed to do. She's saying I can enchant a cup, a chalice. She says she's showing showing me a, a very intricate chalice, you know. And let let my lover drink from it. Let my love interest drink from it. She's saying not seeking to control. But seeking to have an influence, she says. She says, I want this man to love me. She's saying, enchant his cup. She's saying, not necessarily even what is in the cup. She's saying, although if you want to get into that part too, she says, but the just the cup itself, enchanting objects and placing those objects in intricate places. She's saying that's how spirits communicate through enchantment. When she looks at me, she says, chant. Isn't it interesting that that word is in there, enchantment. So she kind of, she says like this words and she looks at me like word because she wants me to use my words. <laughs> I know, I know, queen. But she's like words, use your words. Speak, speak it out loud. Write it down if you have to. You know, she's, she's showing me writing something down and putting it under the bed, under the mattress as a way of enchantment. She's saying, speak it over the bed if you want sex, if you want love, love making. She's saying, if you want a child. I don't know why she keeps talking about children. If you want a child, bring in child things, things that invoke, you know, children, angel babies, she says. Baby figures.
She's saying with enchantment magic, you are in true control. She's saying you can will things. She's saying enchant your jewelry. And when you go out, you know, see what it does. See who eyes you and is attracted to you. Enchant your, enchant your dresses and your clothing. She says you can... She's showing me some sort of spray with crystals in it. It looks like clear quartz, rose, maybe rose quartz and amethyst. And she's saying spray it on your clothes. Spray it on your clothes in your closet. But she's saying remember where but where the key is where you where you keep these things, she says. You know, where do you keep that spray? Are you going to just put it, you know, throw it in the, a drawer somewhere? You know, it's that's not... It loses its essence or its enchantment essence. You know, it's like put it on an altar. Put it... Um, she's sitting in like a certain corner of the room. So she's making me seem like she's kind of into feng shui too. She's saying I was, but like in a different way. It was more magical. She's saying I understood that life imitates art or life imitates the gods. So she's saying if I wanted, that makes sense, okay. She's saying if I wanted to invoke the gods then I had to make a stage or a play or a room seem familiar to them. So I had to place them in a certain place, their statues. I had to place certain elements in certain places to invoke their energy, she's saying. Have a magic room. She's saying, have a room where you do magic. Have a space where you do your magic, even if it's a corner, she says. She's saying, you know, may it be the best corner. You know, you know pick the absolute best corner, she says. In your space. But she's saying also think about the rest of the space though. There's no, there's no sense in channeling that energy only in a certain part of the room, she says. Interesting. She says placement is everything. She's saying don't underestimate that. Look at why you have placed things in your home the way you have. She says sometimes you do it subconsciously. You place things a certain way and it invokes certain energies, good or bad. She's saying pay attention to the way things are placed in your home in your space because they could be either rejecting love and sex or the opposite she says 
That's very interesting. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into part two. Thank you all for listening and watching. That was really insightful, actually. If you want to see part two, definitely check out my um, Vimeo or become a member of my YouTube channel. Also, I am available for personal readings. If you would like a personal reading from me, let's go ahead and pull up my website. Okay. So, once you've reached this website page, you know you're on the right, correct page. LamarTownsendTarot.com. You can go right to the store section to directly purchase your reading from my website. I do, like I said, birth chart readings. I make jewelry. I do past life readings. I also do psychic tarot readings. And I do candles. And I also do tarot classes. Um... I make scarves and face masks, and, you know, I also sell black soap, which is a really, really good soap, uh, made in generally Africa. It is all natural ingredients, and I love it. It's literally the only soap I use, you know, on my face and my skin and my hair, okay? Literally, you'll go in my shower, which, why would you do that? But, you know, literally, the only soap you'll find is, is that soap, so... All right, you guys, thank you for listening and watching. I'll see you in part two.